0: mm Welcome back to another episode of the Bloodlust and Bourbon podcast. My name is Stephen. I'm Hannah. I'm Troy. And everybody's still on strike. Uh, SAG's still on strike. WGA's still on strike. Companies still suck. So we are not talking about anything new. We're not covering anything new or anything from struck companies, which means you're going to be getting some really interesting episodes coming up. Mm. Sometimes we'll cover a movie, like today. And sometimes we'll be covering our favorite subgenres, maybe some favorite King books or Stephen King books or or just horror books in general. I don't know. One day I might just be here flipping a quarter like uh Cohen did <laughs> on live TV one time. Uh, who knows where the future lies with the strike. So but today we do have a movie. Uh it is an anthology movie called Scare Package, and it was Troy's Pick.
1: Thriller alert. You're cold opener. You only have
0: a few minutes to put all the pieces in place. This is the best house on the market.
2: Trust me. It just seems too good to be true. What would happen in a horror movie now? Everyone I care about ends up dead. As if it wasn't bad enough that we're babysitting on
1: Halloween. That's what they were doing back there. Tess. The engine will not start in 17 out of 18 cases. It's the Devil's leg Impaler. It's not over. You can still come back.
0: I'm pretty sure something bad happened here.
2: You don't understand! <laughs> you have to kill me! Now! You okay? Pick up Hitchhiker's is dangerous business. That's how horror movies start like you're having a rough night it's 11 a.m hi i'm hunting a creature well a man maybe you've seen him how are we gonna fix this i'd like to rent a wood chipper we are in a horror movie nobody horror horror movie
0: See the final girl, huh? It's cool. Yeah,
2: this is bad. What do you mean? What's happening in the movie?
0: Uh, so, starting out, Troy,
2: tell us how you feel about this movie. So, as far as Scare Package is concerned, I, I want to say that I really like anthologies. I'm a, I'm a pretty big anthology fan. Um, I've seen more good anthologies than I have ones I don't like. Um, but as far as this one is concerned, I... Um I did, I did like it more so than not like it. Uh, I mostly liked the main overall story arc versus, you know, this segments. There were there were good segments and there were segments I just really didn't care or I was actually confused about. But the overall story arc with with the uh, with Rad Chad's video Emporium and that leading into the end that's what I was most interested in and I thought was the best part of of the movie. We'll get into the segments and everything, but like I was, I saw this movie when it came out on shutter in 2020, I want to say it's 2020. Um, I have notes here. I should look. Yes. It did premiere in June of 2020. Um, and I haven't seen the sequel. There's a second one, which is, uh, Rad Chad's revenge. Um, which is so interesting. I, I we you know do we want to get into spoilers yet? I just like.
1: Um, I we mean, might as
2: well. Okay, well, like Rad Chad. I mean, he dies. He gets. He literally gets a a fist through his head. So I'm very I'm very curious in that regard. How there's a sequel? Like how he's going to get his revenge? Um, I guess I need to watch to find out. Um. Overall, I did enjoy the movie. Like, I I thought it was um, pretty good. The humor really didn't hit with me a lot, though. I think a lot of stuff I get where it was trying to be funny. It did not, like, hit with me, though. Like, it didn't really do anything for me. Um, But I liked it. Um, But what about you guys? Did you all um, more like or dislike the movie? I think, weirdly, we
1: had maybe the opposite reaction. Um, I'll let Steve speak for himself, but for me, I was invested in at least some of the, uh the anthology stories. I really was not that into the wraparound, especially okay. by, like by the end when all the anthologies were over and then, you know, they sort of wrap, it seems like they're wrapping up the wraparound and then you get another 40 minutes of movie and it didn't feel so much like an anthology anymore. It just felt yeah. like, a regular movie that happened to have some short stories in it
2: yeah it was like weirdly paced like it didn't feel yes. it wasn't like creep show and it didn't feel like because i feel i feel like creep show i think we could i don't, well hey and i don't know about you i don't want to speak for you um I steve i would show. okay i would <laughs> yeah. okay i oh, would I say we're, yeah. <laughs> we it's safe to say that we could probably say creep show is the best Horror anthology. I mean, you all can disagree if you have, but if you think there's another one that's better, I I think I think Creepshow is probably the like best made and it's. I mean, it's my third favorite horror movie of all time. I think it's the best horror anthology of all time. Um, but it doesn't. But there's just, I don't know. I I agree. That was kind of like one of my things with this movie is that it felt like the segments were. Oddly placed, it felt like um if you have like a jigsaw puzzle, right, and you're just kind of forcing pieces together to make the movie, but they're not supposed to fit like that. I guess it made me feel that way. Yeah, yeah. So they it makes it it works as a movie, but it just feels like I don't know. It's it just felt weirdly paced for me. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I'll agree with that. I think it was weirdly paced. I liked some of the the stories. Um, and I think that I could be into the wraparound story if it was a movie by itself.
2: Right. Yes. Yes. I love that idea. I love the idea of, um, this movie, like just the general movie. Sto- I mean, cause I, you know, obviously horror movie fans and, and video stores are, you know, go hand in hand. It's like a, you kind of have to like video stores at least. Older horror movie fans who, who could experience that. But so that's always fun. And it's, um, you know, it's fun to watch a movie. Obviously, uh, the director, um, Aaron B. Kuntz, um, obviously he's a horror fan. He plays, um, I think his name is Sam. Play, he plays, um, you know, the obsessive horror, uh, fan who keeps trying to get a job yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah yeah um and so you could tell this was made by somebody who are uh, made by people who are obviously you know really big into horror um especially it, i did like the inclusion of joe i always like the inclusion of joe bob briggs uh he's one of my favorite um uh you know faces of horror i, I love that man a lot um so you can tell this was made, but, but just uh, even with that, I, even with the the wraparound story, I I don't know. I think it was mostly a, a, like a humor thing, or I don't know, just some of the stuff I just thought was wasn't super creative. I guess, but I agree. I if this if the wraparound story was its own separate movie, I think I would have liked it better because that was my. Um, that was probably my favorite part.
0: Yeah. I, like I said, I liked, I liked the, um, I like some of the stories and some of the stories didn't hit with me, but that's every anthology really.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some stories hit with you
0: better than others and, and all that. That's not really a statement against the movie. Um, I really just think that I personally prefer, um, anthology movies that have more of a simple wraparound story. Sure. And then the the main stories that you're seeing are a little more like fleshed out. Yes. uh, Which this was not. This one was kind of setting everything up for the ending for the for the. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was really it was this weird. It was that's why I was saying some of it was kind of confusing. I will say, you know, there were and I felt like there were maybe too many segments. I I don't mind it. But there was, you know, you could consider the last thing. I would consider like the last part of the movie is a part of the wraparound, but also like a segment too. Yes, you know what I mean. I like it's it was kind of weird. But there is like one, two, three, four, five, six. There was like seven segments in total in this fucking thing. Creepshow has five. Creepshow two yeah. has three um but i but it just felt kind of bloated but then um speaking of being confused and i don't know if you want to go and do the segments in order but for instance so much to do there were things in that movie that are in that segment that just kept happening that i was like what's this supposed to, i didn't i will maybe i'm dumb and i didn't maybe i should have understood but didn't that one confused the fuck out of me the cold open no 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 so much to do with the the guy is the omega symbol on his forehead oh, and he was like yeah. possessing the no girl idea what <laughs> i'm so and then like she left to go which i maybe to the hospital then these like cult people were following her i didn't understand that at, uh, at all I, it, was a like, it. it was like it was like battle between warlocks i'm like the fuck are they talking about i was so i was confused as fuck
1: yeah, I think that yeah. was
2: definitely one of the weaker ones. Yeah, no, but I agree with the whole simple, you know, wraparound story. Body Bags is a great example. Body Bags is a great horror anthology. Oh yeah, I like Body Bags. You know, that's funny to me. Like, well, it's John Carpenter's the fucking, you know, he's the narrator, um, and he's playing a dead guy and he's like just doing like dead puns and and dumb stuff. You know, that was great. Um, fantastic. And same thing with the, you know, with creep show, speaking of other horror anthologies, um, hell VHS is another, like the VHS movies for the most part are really, especially VHS too. That's one that I was, that I was actually really invested in the wraparound as well as all the segments, because I was like, holy shit, she's going to keep watching tapes and she's going to keep. You know what I mean? Like that was so interesting to me. Like the, you know, the, how the tapes were affecting her in the movie, but there's just little, those little things. Um, uh, but in this one, yeah, it seems like they made, they made a movie and we're like, well, what if we just like add horror segments in it? And I feel like this was thought of just to be a movie first and then a horror anthology second. I don't feel like it was made to be a horror anthology. I could be wrong. I, I don't really have much information as far as like, um, the process that the director went through, I, I really had a hard time finding information, but, um, yeah, th- yeah. I'm go ahead, Hannah.
1: I say it felt like all of the anthologies needed like another pass, maybe in the writing department before they had gone on, and maybe just to be fleshed out more. Yeah. It's like you said, that one didn't make any sense. Uh, the first one didn't it seemed like it went anywhere really like
2: was kind of confused i feel like it didn't yeah. it didn't really fully explain because this is one of those movies that i feel like you shouldn't there shouldn't be any like really thought provoking things no. <laughs> in it this is not that kind of movie this is not a movie to where it's trying to it shouldn't have symbolism and um you know things are allegories and things are You know metaphors you shouldn't have that that sort of thing in this kind of movie this isn't um, as the kids would say elevated horror which I I really have grown to not like that term that much consider uh, we'll go maybe we'll go into that another day.
0: Oh, we will. Um, I hate
2: that term too. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that term. Um, <laughs> this isn't that kind of movie. But like, cold open. I was, I was confused. I feel like the stuff in it should be very straightforward. Forward about what it means. Like what they wrote is what is what what it means. It's very face value. Um, the cold open. I was like, so is he supposed to be? Is he like the villain? I'm guessing he's like the the guy is supposed to be somebody who keeps making bad stuff happen and he doesn't want i i didn't understand if he was supposed to be seen as a a villain who doesn't want to be a villain anymore or if he's a guy who just brings bad luck with him or you know what i mean like i I couldn't get what like what exactly his his role was i get he was supposed to have a role and the girl he was fighting with was supposed to. you know, be the one who saves the day. I guess, but I don't get like how it worked in this. Because I guess he was pitching a horror movie. I don't know that. I was confused in. Are you talking about that the, one as well? The cold open where his name cold is yeah. Mike Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's yeah, where's Mike Myers? <clears throat> I mean, it's that's like the, horror
1: movies are real, and he's an actual character in the. Yeah, I couldn't tell.
2: If, I just couldn't tell if he's a villain. I was going to tell it, if he's a villain or just, like, bad... I li- just... I don't know, like... It seemed like it was his job to, like, set up horror movies.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like, he would go up into the attic and put cursed objects down there, and he had to cut oh, his yeah. hand open to curse the doll, and he had to you cut You know how hard power. it is to
2: curse the doll? <laughs> huh? Yeah, where he's like, you know how hard it is to curse the doll? And yeah, yeah.
0: Like, it seemed like his whole idea is not to be the haunt himself, but to set everything up. But then he, when he enters... He accidentally kills all the babysitters, right? Like,
2: yeah, on Halloween and he's Michael Myers.
0: So that, yeah. yeah, it, I mean, it was very confusing as to like, what is he? What, what is his job? What is he doing? We might be thinking too much into it, but it was also right. really was to me was like, what, what is, is, is a job? Yeah. Is it a hobby? Is he choosing to do this? I don't, what
1: really would you know. say you do here?
2: Oh my God. That makes me think of a, oh, I don't know if I can talk, I can't talk about it. I think. I, I think you should leave. It's, uh, that's one of my favorite shows on Netflix. And the funny enough, the, the, uh, the guy who created that show, Tim Robinson, he is very, he is very prevalent during these strikes, which is great. He's like, he, he is out and about doing the damn thing. Um, I, I guess I, I won't go into it, but it, when you said that, it made me think of a segment from that show about um the key, one of the ladies keeps talking about tables and uh she's like tables is my job and everyone's like what does that mean what does it mean tables is her job and eventually she she explains that she rents out tables for like comic cons and horror cons it's like i know why hannah's laughing <laughs> <laughs> why wait, why
0: <laughs> hold on my
1: job is just beach
0: <laughs> that's all I'm going
1: to say people will either get it or they won't.
0: What do you it's boy, Beach. hold on, hold on, hold on.
2: <laughs> okay, right, so, so that's, Oh, go ahead, sorry. That's the cold open, right? Like yes, that's what it opens with. That's that's why I was a little that's that's the first part of the confusing, you know, bit about the movie. I get cuz it I feel like a good I feel, well, don't get me wrong, that that's how you know the director wanted to do it. But I don't know if I've seen an anthology that opens with a segment that goes into the wraparound that doesn't start with the wraparound. I yeah, get it. it's a different. It's different. Never seen that before.
0: I was. I thought that was the wraparound.
2: Yes. I, yeah. So it was a little confusing. Um, I didn't – I'll say this. I didn't hate it. I didn't it, – it, it wasn't like the worst thing ever. I was just like, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. But the wraparound is – Rad Chad's Horror Emporium. Yes.
0: Um, or I guess the framing narrative also could be called Horror Hypothesis. I think that's maybe like what it turns into later well, on. Well, I feel
2: like Horror Hypothesis is the... is the... Um, the Sorry, fucking fruit flies. I've been, having, I've been having the damnedest time. Anyways, yes. I, I want to say the, the Horror Hypothesis is the last... Bit of the wraparound segment, and then I don't know, maybe it could be considered the entire thing. I just that's how I viewed it, I guess. Yeah, the open, I don't know, it was just I I guess a little confusing, I guess, as far as yeah, uh, how it started. But as far as it goes, I thought it was fine again. It goes into the humor, didn't necessarily hit for me. I went there's just stuff when it's like two on the nose, like. I get okay, Michael. My that's funny. Your name's Mike. I, I actually, I, I feel like I, um, I, I was I feel like I predicted he was, was probably gonna be like Michael Myers if he says his name's Mike, and it right? Was. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, then it goes after that's over. Um, we learned that I guess that was a um a pitch that um was being given to Chad of uh Rad Chad's Horror Emporium. Which is a, um, a video store specifically catering to horror movies, um, which is our wraparound, um, which again, that's just, it was probably my most, again, it's, I like that the most. I feel like it because it was the most consistent and it felt like a movie. And like we said before, I wish was just, it's own separate thing. Um, one thing I will say is that that I was, you know, looking around at his shelves and his um, genres and stuff and subgenres. I, I am st- most of them. Were, I think I saw discs, but I, mo- a lot of them were tapes. A yeah, lot, a lot of yeah. Most of them were tapes. I don't necessarily know if I believe that there are that many found footage movies on tape. I don't know if there's that many found footage movies in general. I know it's, I know there are a lot of found footage movies. I just, I I would be truly, truly surprised to believe that there is an entire section of a, sh- like, like a, like a shelf that can entirely make up, found footage. I don't Um,
0: know. I feel like there's a lot of like, especially indie found footage.
2: Yeah, which on tape? I guess. It's like, so like found footage that would be, I don't know. That was the only thing, because I feel like found footage, albeit I really, really like found footage a lot. um, It's just, it's just, I'm hard pressed to believe that there are that many but again maybe that is my lack of looking into the subgenre itself i'm positive there are i just i you know i never think of there being that many movies in in uh, found footage um but i guess you can think of like the paranormal activity movies and like all the sequels or all the vhs's um or movies that just have any sort of found footage in it. Like Cannibal Holocaust is technically found footage because it's literally them finding footage. But the movie is not filmed entirely in a, you know, no. sort of like uh, camera POV sort of.
0: No, know. they, they got to go find the footage.
2: Yes. And, <laughs> and then they show the footage to the
0: executives. And then that's the found
2: footage. They literally find the footage. Um, yeah yeah or no 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 i was gonna say uh uh, even like even the texas chainsaw 2003 has found footage elements like the the little bits with the cops searching the house um yeah Yeah. Yeah. but anyways so but when whenever we get into rad chad's video emporium we are introduced um to not only Brad Shad being an uh, being an employee, which by the way I noticed that the the uh, font on the back of his shirt is also the Last Drive in font for Joe oh, Bob's yeah, Show. It's is, the same, it? and he has like a picture of him in his uh, you know on his fucking rearview mirror like dangling there. He's like really obsessed with the, with the guy. Um, but then we also uh, we get introduced to. Um, uh to our one guy who is the uh I don't want to say the super fan who's like dying for a job. Yeah. Um oh, what's it's, his name? Um Sam. By- Byron Brown.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then the what is it? The the other guy shows up and he turns out later on to be like what, he turns out to be some like sort of doctor or something. Oh,
2: Han. Yeah. He he says, "Do you know what a?" He says, "You know what a Goldie Hawn is." By the way, I misspoke earlier. Aaron B. Coons is not Sam. I thought that was Sam. I saw his picture and thought that was him. It's not. Uh, Byron Brown plays Sam, so I want to get that cleared. Um, yes, Han is the person who gets the job, but. Um. Is ultimately a doctor, which when that's why it was kind of frustrating me, you know, speaking of him being a doctor, because I was like, this is just a thing where he was like in a coma or something, or he was just imagining it. Or I'm like, God damn it. Why does this have to be this way? I just give me. I don't want that. I didn't want this like cerebral thing you know what i mean like i don't want this i I thought that's what it was going to go into i thought it was going to be like a no you're just going crazy you never owned a video store i'm a doctor and we've been treating you for you know 10 years or something um that didn't happen but i was like yes but we have han and he gets the job and uh sam which is his real name his real name is han Tran, um but uh han is You know, harassed by Sam throughout the movie between segments because Sam desperately wants the fucking job, like desperately wants the job. And Han is just kind of minding his business and things, things seem a little off, though, with Chad throughout the movie, like he seems really secretive or possibly a psychopath and very weird. Yeah, yeah. Even
0: when it's revealed what he's doing, I still think he's kind of a psychopath.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, it, it clearly sets him up to be to where he's very obviously, um, like very very obviously, um, trying to come across like he's going to be the bad guy. Like he's being secretive in the sense of he has you know bodies hidden in his closet or something. Literally, yeah. um, like especially whenever Han goes into the the, the back room and turns off the light and it's a black light and he sees yeah. all the stuff on the, on the wall. Was that ever explained where it was talking about his dad? Because it said it kept having, it was a map and it was like daddy's not here. I don't, uh,
0: I don't remember.
2: I don't, think I don't, so. I don't think so either. It was just confusing things. Like, like there was just so much going on. It was just really hard for me to like, I don't. Yeah. Really yeah. Like
0: Let's go ahead and get in. So, like, get into the first movie. Like, well, it's not the first segment. Cold Opens, the first segment. Yes. This technically would be the second segment of the movie. Right. Um, One Time in the Woods. One Time in the
2: Woods, which was really weird. I mean, it was weird. That was one I wasn't a huge fan of. It was, you know, it added, like, a weird sort of zombie virus sort of thing. And then, but then has like also a serial killer in it and they did like two serial.
0: But like, then also like silver is being brought into it, which I mean, the silver is not hurting them, but it's like yeah. stopping them from decaying.
2: It, yeah. It was a really weird like rule. Like it's just, it, where my issue was i think is because going into this you know i it's really easy to explain these you have a bunch of people out in the woods um you know the characters are trip marked Don, and brenda mark steps in some goo he thinks it's bug guts um and then uh you know there's somebody that shows up and says you know they're gonna get killed and then yeah uh, Mark devolves into goo, and then the other people are, um, you know, killed mostly by the, the masked killer. Which I they didn't put. I feel like they didn't put much effort into. I think they were just trying to harp more on the comedy of it versus the, uh, um, the it, none of it was obviously scary, but um, there was a lot of goo and gore. Lot of goo. I will say this. I will say this to its, you know, to the benefit. There were some really, really awesome. I love, I love, love melting effects. I love melting effects. Love them. I, that's one of my favorite practical effects in horror are gooey melting effects. That's why I think I love the blob so much. Um, from 88. Uh, yeah, but yeah, basically, this one is people go in woods. Somebody, well, two people turn into goo, goo pile monsters, and then there's like a masked killer. Um, again, these are just for me. They're just kind of forgettable. None, honestly, none of the segments aside from like Mister was fine, and then. Um, uh, girls' night out of body. I did like that was kind of interesting. And then the night he came back again, part four, the final kill.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But we'll go into those. You know, we'll go. We'll go through them.
0: Hannah, did you have any thoughts on one time in the woods?
1: No, it. I was not crazy about that one just because it felt like it didn't really go anywhere, and it reminded me of cabin fever, which I despise.
2: Yeah. Ca- that's a good – I feel like that is something that needs to be talked about more is I feel like maybe cabin fever is looked at with higher. I I don't know why. I feel like <laughs> no. cabin fever – I saw it when I was in high school because I, I think it came out when I was in high school. Um But I saw it then and um I was just – I thought it was amazing. And at the time, I was still like learning a lot tons of tons about horror movies I'd never seen a movie like that before and I was blown away and then I just don't really feel like it aged well and then I doubly think that the it's crazy that it has a remake I doubly think that the remake isn't that good either um which is anyways we're not getting into that but
1: I don't yeah, think any of us here are like Eli Roth fans
2: especially no no it's I was telling my friends at work I was uh, um, the there is a certain movie coming out about a video game. I I I'm not gonna talk about it. There's but they're they're excited about what matters is this. They're excited about it, and I'm like, uh, be wary because Eli Roth is directing it. So mm. Jamie Lee Curtis is gonna be in it. So I'm kind of like looking forward to it because of that. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. Anyways, I want to say I feel like we could just talk about the segments too, because how it is is that the the wraparound, which is the you know, uh, Rad Chat's Horror Emporium, that's between each segment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's like, I if I'm being honest with you, I don't exactly recall what happens between each segment specifically. I know there's the part of the balloon and he's like what's that balloon for? It's like, I can't tell you
0: nothing really. It just all builds up to, to
2: the end, to the end. Yes. So for our listeners at home or the car or at work or school, wherever Um, in between each segment, it just is goes back to rad Chad's video Emporium. And there's banter between Chad, Sam and Han. Yeah, that's it. That is literally between each segment. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Um,
0: so we could we could move on to yes. uh, the, the third uh, story. Is Mister Mister uh, Hannah? I'm gonna let you start with this one. Did you like Mister?
1: Uh, this was my favorite one. Honestly, <laughs> it um, was
2: good. It was good.
1: <laughs> I like even the acronym that they picked, Mister, because I didn't catch that. But I was like, this is clearly a Mig Cow group. Yes. Uh, or Mig Toe. Uh, if you're out there and you're like, "What the fuck is that?" I'm gonna ruin your day. Uh, it stands for men going their own way, and it mainly describes a group of middle-aged men who spend all of their time complaining to women about how they definitely, definitely don't need women and how awesome they are for not needing women and that women are really, really sad because they've gone away. And we're all sitting there going, you fucking haven't. You're here. Like, and, Yeah, I was going to say
0: it. So- Go ahead.
1: <laughs> like, go fuck your sex doll that you keep bragging about because that's a normal thing to brag about. Like, we don't care. They're ridiculous people, and I cracked up watching this group. I love
0: that. Yeah. I was going to, all I was going to yeah. say is they go every way except for the fuck
2: away. So,
1: yes, exactly.
2: It's crazy that the people that just are, that want to be victims so bad.
1: So much.
2: They, they're so, like, <laughs> it's it blows my mind uh men are truly the worst men men are fucking um are fucking awful um but it's it's crazy because you know mister isn't a it's not a it's not a very big leap to what actually exists i mean it's not a you know it's oh yeah you know
1: like I've I've seen Crazy. those exact arguments in internet forums on a daily basis. Of
2: course. I mean, I feel like you could just pop up in a comment section on something related to that and you would yes. find out, you know, you would absolutely find that 100 percent
1: Yep. You absolutely would. And that's part of what made it so funny. Cause I was like, oh God, this husband is absolutely getting radicalized. Like, yeah, this is how it happens. <laughs> and I loved the twist. that he was just like in it to infiltrate them and take them down. I was like, alright, uh, like I'm on the side of this husband.
2: Yeah, I, he's an ally.
1: <laughs> I didn't really think it needed that final bit at the end of like, oh look, we're actually Satanists. Like, yeah, that was, see? That was yeah. odd. <laughs> but I loved the rest of it.
2: Yeah, that's all you needed was just the bit where he was infiltrating this group to murder all of them. It, <laughs> it was completely unnecessary to be like, I brought back you know, this it the only thing it did was it, it like led into going back to Rad Chad's um like the in-between segment where it's like look at this this is a screen used prop and I'm like there there it felt unnecessary. If the Satanist yeah. bit at the end felt unnecessary.
0: Yeah. Yeah it did. It absolutely did. Um <laughs> but besides that I'm with Hannah on this one. I think this one's my favorite one and um uh, up until that that last bit.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, um, I, I did like the, uh, we'll go into it. It's the, the one where they can't kill the, the guy. Um, yeah.
0: So that, that's, that's easily probably my favorite one, mister. Sure. V. Um, but then no, that's ne- good one. Do what?
2: It's a, it's a good one.
0: Oh yeah, it is absolutely it's it's a really good one. Um, so the next one is called Girls' Night Out of Body, and that's the one where they go at the convenience store and they pick up like the the sucker. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So Troy, I'll let you start. What do you th- what do you think of that one?
2: Um, I thought it was pretty good too. Um. So. This is the one, um, that for whatever reason, I couldn't remember the most about. And I kept having, I think what it was is I, I tried watching this twice. And then the first time I watched it, I just happened to watch it, um, a day where I was just really tired and I just kept dozing off. And so I tried watching it again and, uh, did go through it. But even after that, I was like, what the fuck happened to this one? Um, but I do remember that they, they get the lollipop. And then, um, they go back to, um, their hotel and whenever they're at their hotel, they start hanging out. It's a, um, it's a, uh, a bunch of girls and, um, they all start (laughs) like getting this, uh, like this skull face on their face and then there's like a, a guy who's like a giallo slasher kind of guy with black gloves and um uh and then he gets killed it's just i don't know it's i i like parts about it but i you know it was still kind of st- all over the place i feel like it didn't truly come together to be 100% coherent that makes sense i don't feel like it i don't know um I think, I think that makes sense hannah did you have thoughts on it
1: this was probably my second favorite one uh i started laughing when it showed the like the section or whatever that it was in at the store and it was like <laughs> lesbian post-feminist body horror and sudden so shit had a been called out
2: <laughs> yeah that was this pretty good
1: watch <laughs> but uh yeah, I was afraid they were just going to make a joke out of that type of movie. But right. I don't think they really did that. They seemed to be fairly respectful of like, okay, yeah, this is the kind of thing that you would get under that label. And I I really liked the effects in it. The way the, the masks looked on them was really, really cool.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I thought that was pretty cool, too.
1: If there was anything like deeper really going on with that story, I didn't get it. But I did enjoy looking at it. So I considered that one a win.
0: Yeah, I, I enjoyed this one. I think it was interesting. I like the, uh, I like how when they like their faces turn, they all kind of look like they're a band member from Ghost. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, you
2: kept saying that.
0: I was like, yeah, they all just look like they would be background people for Ghost.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I really like the, I, this was once again, probably my second favorite one. I really liked the, uh, the whole like, just premise of it once again if it wasn't for the ending of this movie I think this could have been fleshed out a little more uh, yeah that was
2: my only issue with it is I feel like it was not fully developed
0: yeah but not to be a broken record I think all of these probably could have been developed better uh, just because I, I think that they were kind of rushing through them to get back to that like framing story Um. so yeah I mean, I, that's probably going to be my critique for just about every more, every one of these, um, is that they, they could be fleshed out a little more. Um, so yeah, let's move on. Uh, Troy, I think you already mentioned this one a little bit. So we'll start with you. The night you came back again, the final kill.
2: Yeah. Part four, the final kill. Um, yes. So I thought this one was, I, 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 thought this one's pretty good. This might be, I, this one might, this one may be my favorite one outside of the wraparound. That's because it's just, it's very I feel like this one was actually pretty well put together. Um, you, you know, you have, you know, teens are attacked, but then bam. You know, you don't you don't see it coming. They taser the the killer and knock him out, and he wakes up all tied up, or he wakes up, I guess, uh, uh strapped to a um, strapped to a well, it was a, ta- yeah, it was a table, right? He was like, um, yeah, he's strapped. Anyways, um, it was cool to see. You know, a situation where you have like an unkillable killer and it, it it's – I guess I'm a little frustrated at – it seems like as of now, it's so cliche for um, people to think that X killer is going to die by electrocution or they're going to die by um, – uh, getting I don't know by by means that they won't I just I'm over it I'm like we know better we know x persons are going to die because of y reason um but it was still you know uh, I guess it was it was cool to see uh um then try to do what they can to uh Uh, kill this guy also it it did kind of make me laugh in parts where it was so stupid um like whenever um, the dude was trying to listen to to see if he could find a heartbeat and the electricity came up through his stethoscope and it it exploded it it like fully exploded his head for some reason like that that made me chuckle oh the stethoscope Um, yeah, it just, it like, just a little teeny tiny bit of electricity made his head fucking explode. Yeah. Um, or, uh, just, <laughs> but they're whether, you know, they were going to kill, which it was kind of weird too, where she like was, con, you know, con, not, well, maybe I guess confessing his, or confessing her love for, uh, one of the guys who she said she cares about. And then, she they take the mask off the killer and it ends up being like a, a guy she thinks is really hot and she's hesitant to do it and the guy's like are you into him and then let's the killer kill the guy and then kills the killer after but then you find out it's her brother at the <laughs> at the end it was I don't know it was it was silly um Yeah, but, uh, I, uh, it's mostly like a practical effects thing too, I guess. Um, that was definitely, uh, I don't know. It was silly. I thought it was fine.
0: They're definitely doing a, a, uh, Jason Michael Myers thing there. Like
2: it's, yeah, right. I, and, and thinking about it, I don't know if this is necessary. I don't know if any of these are my favorite. I, I guess Mr. might actually be, I, okay. I would say I feel like Mr. is the most like fluid put together one of these. Yeah. Out of all of them. I feel like it's the most, it's, it has a, it has an opening and it has, um, a consistent, coherent, uh, travel through, um, you know, rising action. Yeah. Climax, yeah, uh, falling action, and then it gets to the weird. end. I only didn't like the end.
0: Then and then that's that's where you know, like a broken record. I come back, yeah, and say that <clears throat> all of these would have been more fleshed out if they would take the wraparound story and made a
2: a movie. Yes, in itself. Yep, yep, um, yep, yep, yep. Um, but we got one. W- more. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I. That's what I was going to say. The last one, yeah. least favorite one by far.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's.
2: Hannah, did you, did you have thoughts on this last
0: one?
1: Uh, the one with the video game thing? Or the serial killer that wouldn't die?
2: Which one had I... a video game?
1: Well, like, he, the people are like in the TV. It's the one where Baron Vaughn is in it.
0: I think that's too, so much to do.
2: That's so much to do.
1: Okay. Yeah. I did not understand what was happening. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was mystified the entire way through.
2: No, the one we were just talking about, the night he came back, the one where they could not kill the guy.
1: That one didn't really work for me.
2: Yeah, it was, yeah.
1: Just kind of silly, I thought. Like, I I get it, I guess. You know, that is a, a slasher thing that you can't kill
0: him, but...
2: Like, it's an interesting...
0: I think it's also that, like, for me, personally, for that one, I've seen so many, like... I've seen probably well over like 20 different movies in my lifetime easily that have made fun of both Michael Myers and Jason.
2: Yes. In one way same. or another.
0: So yes, my, that, that one didn't land with me because I'm like, oh man, I've, I've seen it all, you know, or, we've made fun of this. The most clever part of this whole thing for me was the name the night he came back again. Part four the final kill like that. Yeah, it <laughs> was
2: funny. Um, uh, but Jason X screen. did it better. Yes. Cause they, at the beginning of that movie, they're like, we tried doing this to him. We tried doing this to him. We tried doing this to him and nothing worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, let's get into so much to do then. And this one's is, yeah, is <laughs> just kind of confusing for
2: me. Yeah. It's just, conf- it's confusing because there are just things that they, they talk about that I, that are never explained. And I don't know if that's the point. I guess that's the point. Maybe I missed something or maybe something went over my head. I'm just giving this the benefit of the doubt. I don't understand the whole ceremony with uh, making this guy have a um, – a uh, like a omega symbol on his head and they bury him. I don't know why that's happening. I don't know why his – why he was present in the body of of that of that girl and then she's fighting him but she fought herself and then she then he's like watching the tv show i didn't understand what what anything had to do with literally anything else
1: no yeah. none it, of it made it sense to me no all
2: nothing and made any sense to me. I feel like there was just, it was missing so much context for literally any of it.
0: Yeah. It, like, like I said, I just, it felt so all over the plate. Like this one is probably my least favorite one out of all of them. Just yeah. cuz like, it just, I didn't, it didn't make any sense to me. Like I feel like I would have to watch it again and try to, like, figure out what's going on.
2: Yeah, even reading the synopsis for this, on in, you know, in the wiki page, um, it still makes zero sense. Like, this, I read through it to see if I missed anything, and no. Everything I'm reading is what I saw, where, you know, it says, an unseen person drives wearing black leather gloves, and it shows a man is tied with rope in the trunk of the car, and then... I guess you could try to explain what happens. So, yeah, there's a, a man who gets buried alive or there's a man who gets a, an Omega symbol burned into his forehead. They bury him alive. And then there's this girl who's like, looks like she just got back from the gym, parked. And then um, she gets startled by a, a, the marked man, right? Um, which is the guy with the thing on his forehead. And then he breaks into her car and then she, he like possesses her. And then she tells the guy, the the person she's speaking to on the phone that she has so much to do. And then she, can, then she goes home, but it, it shows him again. And then he's watching TV. And apparently it's the finale of the show that the girl didn't want to have spoiled and then she calls out to him from a mirror and then she shows up in the in the in the living room where he's at in her house and she fights him and it keeps cutting to like like credits like production credits for like a movie or a show or something yeah and then she finally punches him so hard it vaporizes him and then it cuts to her being beat up because i'm assuming she was somehow beating herself up and then she leaves her house all like you know kind of limping out of there i must i assume she was leaving to go to the hospital i could be wrong and then she's followed by the the masked individuals from the beginning of the movie and then it's over or the beginning of the segment so then it's over none of that i don't understand i didn't get it Yeah, I I didn't really get it either. And the director or the writer of this segment is going to listen to this and laugh at us and send us a message and be like, "You morons! Why didn't you get this? It's this. You just well, don't understand. That's what's you know going what? to happen." <laughs> if
1: <laughs> three people who are fairly savvy media watchers don't understand what's going on, yeah, you probably need to have a, a little unthink.
0: Also, a if, Bar- <laughs> if Baron Vaughn messages any of us and it's Hannah. <laughs> <should have> <laughs> So, yeah, but oh yeah, that's just going to bring us back to this wraparound. Let's get into it. Um, yes.
2: I want to say really quick, the performances were fine. I didn't have an issue with the performances. I don't think anybody in this movie was a horrible actor or anything like that. That I, I just want to make sure that's clear. I simply just didn't understand that. And I just want to get that out of the way. Uh, Anyways, like you said.
0: All right. The movie. To the wraparound. Yes. <laughs> and this is where it really kind of, I don't know, not falls apart, but I'm like, what is going on here?
2: Yeah. It's like, yeah. so
0: Chad is betrayed by Han, who is actually part of a scientific group running experience, experiments <laughs> on a serial killer known as the Devil's Lake Impaler. The Devil's Lake Impaler. Yes. Uh, under, the, under the video store. Um so uh, I mean this is the one where you get all the horror stereotypes you got the one guy that's dressed like Johnny Depp from
2: yeah literally Elm
0: Street, and you get the stoner the slut black guy final girl and then Chad is the Randy
2: is what I call him yeah he even points that out he's like if somebody's like that's not a horror trope he's like yeah it is Randy from screen
0: yeah <laughs> so <laughs> After that, I mean, obviously, like they do a bunch of experiments on them, and then the, uh, the impaler gets loose and starts killing people.
2: <clears throat>
0: and then they, everybody, the other people are trying to get away,
2: but that's when Joe Bob shows up, <laughs> which is so weird. Like, it's just, it's so, I get it's a funny thing. I get it's not supposed to be like, why did it, it just, it's, it's funny because he just, he just happens to be there. I get that, you know, that's, and I, I thought that was pretty fun. I was like, oh, they, I guess the last time I watched this, when I, when it came out, I don't remember getting up to this point or maybe I, I don't know. But yeah, I thought that was a good, you know, oh, hey, Joe Bob. Anyways.
0: And then of course they do, uh, the stoner eventually tricks the impaler into believing him to be, you know, the final girl and, and Jimmy. And manages to incapacitate him, which is a obviously a reference all the way down to their outfits to Friday Part Four.
2: Yeah, Steven says <laughs> that. Which it's funny. I want to point that out. He's like Friday for, Friday uh, Part Four, and he's like, "Don't you?" He's like, "That's the one with Corey Feldman." I think and he's like, "No, I think you're thinking of." Well, he he keeps re- he references that, and then the Lost Boys, but he claims that that Corey Feldman wasn't in. The Lost Boy. He said, "No, you're thinking of Corey Haim." And he's like, "No, you're thinking of License to Drive," with both of them in it. But I, it, I just thought it was funny because he's like, "Well, what do you mean? He's he's definitely in in uh, uh, Lost Boys." <laughs> um, yeah, but there was that that the whole they have a lot of exchange. They have a lot of like really meta. It gets very meta, very very meta during this last segment. They just keep. Making references and mentioning movies and stuff.
0: Yeah, and eventually they, you know, they get outside and and uh, are able to <laughs> kill kill uh, the killer. They kill the impaler with a, a tossed cigarette into a car, which we've seen a million times. Um, so that is the whole wraparound. It's a lot longer than what it sounded when describing it, but this is where i come back and i say i want this as a like i would watch this as a movie by itself like yeah it would be a fine like i wouldn't say it's a masterpiece or anything but it'd be a fine little like meta horror comedy that i would watch and be like yeah that was fun yeah um, attaching um, this to after you know after all those stories i was already kind of exhausted um with the movie you know what i mean not like i was you know that i hated it or anything i was just like oh okay we've been through so many different stories i'm ready to be done it's almost over and then there was another 40 minutes of movie um right so i just want to say like that's my big thing i would watch this by itself um it's kind of cabin in the woods ish yeah
2: yeah that's Um, what i was
1: gonna say like you already have watched this by itself it was cabin in the woods and it came out like 10 years ago
2: (laughs) um yeah, they do, they do, what was it? They, they like are very meta about their tropes. Like, for instance, they do the experiment where they take, uh, that girl and put her on a treadmill, a treadmill and then have, um, the devil's like impaler behind her and she says, she just has to run and she keeps tripping. Um, it's the thing is, I, I don't think landed with me is that, going back to what you said steve about you know people making fun of michael myers um and jason so many times the things that i feel like were made fun of in this movie have already been made fun of in like i feel like so many of these things have already been made fun of in like scary movie like in a, yeah. in a, in a comedic parody sense, you could say that a lot of these things were, you know, made prevalent in Scream when, you know, obviously it's very meta, but I feel like just the, the, it, it didn't feel, cl- it didn't necessarily feel clever for me for the tropes and the cliches that they were trying to riff on because these were things that have already been infinitely riffed on prior to now in yeah. various movies like done to death and so whereas i feel like oh it's you know okay i don't mind it it just was like you know it, it didn't feel incredibly fresh to me yeah do i i thought it was i thought it was the performances were fine um uh, but uh and I thought some of the kills were creative, like the, 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 uh, treadmill getting thrown at that, at that poor girl and, you know, like cutting her in half, like against yeah. the wall. Um, or I liked when the jock got his arm broken off and he got it, the, the, the bone, uh, stabbed through his head. I was yeah. like, Oh, that's cool. That's like, that's like, that's borderlining on like Mortal Kombat fatality level <laughs> absurdness. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. I would be,
0: I would be interested to see a movie like this, and I haven't seen Rad Chad's Revenge, so it it might be that. But I'd be interested
2: something about Saw, a Saw like, okay, presents.
0: I would be interested to see a movie like this about that that really picks fun of like modern horror, like that that new kind of Renaissance we're in since like twenty fourteen on kind of thing.
2: Yes, just, I agree.
0: Just because, like, like you said, we have seen all of this we've seen people make fun of all of this but what made Scream five um so interesting at the time was that it it made fun of you know the modern horror or quote-unquote elevated horror and i think that would be more interesting yes
2: because it's more relevant and it's it's less touched on than than obviously other things hell even the first segment cold open i was like you know, w- when they actually got through to the end where, you know, dude accidentally killed the people. I'm like, Tucker and Dale did this way better. <laughs> Yo, yeah, I was already sitting are going, yeah, this is Tucker and Dale. I'd rather be. <laughs> it's, it's literally Tucker and Dale. Yeah. Um, Don't get me wrong. It's it's still nice at the, at the core of it. I, I thought as far as the performances, the gore, I thought the effects were done very well. I thought it was shot very well. It was a very well. I thought everything that it was made up of was done very well. I didn't think it was a, a shittily made movie. I thought it was uh, at, you know, performed very well. It was just the, the stories themselves the, the you know, I was like, okay. I, it just wasn't super interesting to me. But, yeah. um, What's your ranking for it? My ranking for this would be a five out of 10.
0: All right. Hannah, give your final thoughts real quick.
1: Yeah. Uh, really just what y'all were saying. I think. I think it thinks it's smart because it's just making a bunch of references, but that's not really how things work. Right. Like, yes, clearly the creators of this know a lot about horror and they're very well uh, educated on all the tropes and everything. Mm-hmm. But just throwing those up at us over and over and over with like, hey, you recognize this? Hey, you recognize this? Like, that's not necessarily <sighs> new or clever.
2: Yeah. It's just like, yes, we do know this. Yeah. That's that's why I have that's goes into my issue with like Star Wars stuff that rely Star Wars stuff that relies heavily on you remember this stuff from these movies versus
0: right you know any fandoms like that right going like, yeah.
2: yeah I hate I hate stuff that that solely tries to rely on the nostalgia to remain interesting versus being able to do something um, different I guess
1: It's killing me that I can't reference the thing that is the most obvious reference on earth right now, but Uh, (laughs) they need to, the companies need to get off their asses and agree to start paying people so that the strike will end.
2: Yes. I want to point out that anything, you know, that I say is in no way. Um, frustration with the, with the actors or personnel oh, that are no. trying to get, it's all about the fucking producers associate. I heard there's, I heard last time they're supposed to be, uh, trying to initiate negotiations again, but I don't know anything that's happened from, I, I hope that all those folks get, uh, get their due.
0: I hope they get their due or I hope Ron Perlman just starts burning their houses down. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah.
1: Also fine fuck yeah that now that there is a found footage film that i would watch just tiktoks of him just burning people's houses down
2: there's a lot like a lose your house like a (laughs) meta ron perlman (laughs) that would be a great movie a meta ron perlman movie where he he enacts justice on shitty uh hollywood people yes yeah yeah um, producers
1: but just yeah to wrap up so i I feel like it really does know what it's talking about, but it doesn't necessarily know how to do anything new or interesting. Well, not sorry. Oh, that's a little too harsh, That it doesn't do much that's new or interesting with the material that it has. It also like, man, this movie really thinks that it's funny. And it's just, to me, this was not, I just picture the writers sitting there in the room, like, he, hee hee, this is great. This is great. And like, no, it just seemed like a bunch of, like, Eli Roth jokes
0: in a row.
2: Yeah, the humor didn't really land to me. Um so,
0: Which, I mean, uh, it might land with other people. That's fine. Right. It did. Yeah, I mean, it has
2: a good, like, score on Rotten Tomatoes and, yeah. you know, other stuff. It's generally <laughs> that, well-received.
1: Like, that being said, one of the perks of an anthology is that at least some stories usually will work for you. And I did really like a couple of them. I liked parts of the wraparound, even though I thought it should have been, like, dramatically reduced or reordered or something uh, i didn't have the worst time i'm probably never going to watch it again uh it's probably a four and a half out of ten for me
0: yeah like i said we're all a broken record here given the same critiques <laughs> i i mean like i i think that <laughs> i think that the the story should have been expanded more i think that you could tame the meta down a little bit um and then i think that you could have made that that wrap around its own thing uh, and that's a lot to change so who am I to say that they should do that that's just what I think personally they should have done uh, or I would have done if I were making this um, but you know we all have our ba- basically similar thoughts and similar critiques on this movie I didn't have a bad time watching it if right. someone really wanted to watch it again I probably would I, I'm very easy to please Um so yeah, mine's a five out of 10. So we're very in the middle on it. It's, it's got good production. It's got good actors. Um, most of my critiques come from the writing, um, and, and the jokes. So yeah. And that's that. That is us on scare package. Um, so yeah, uh, the next pick, Hannah, you get the misery of picking what we can do next. <laughs>
1: Oh, well, Steve, I had to ask you at the beginning what you had said you were picking next month, because this just hit me out of the blue the other day. And then I thought, shit, was that an original thought or did I just steal his idea? And I didn't want to do that, but it was actually an original idea. Oh, Uh, So what I want us to talk about is what we think the definition of a horror movie is. What kind of things would you include? What would be excluded? And is it even relevant? Is that something that people even need to be concerned about? And this Facebook or this, um, this pick is inspired by the person who I recently saw in a child free group or something like that, who said that slasher movies are not horror because they're just uh, violence and torture porn.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: I'd, I'd, I thought I was going to die. Oh my
2: God.
0: You're going to have us try to define a horror movie?
1: Yes, the genre. What what elements of the genre? Or have, you know does it does it matter? What kind of things do you think horror movies do or what should they do?
0: This is going to lead back into a podcast I listen to because they're doing home invasion movies. Oh god, um, yeah. And he is he he uh, the last one that he covered was Deadly Games Troy. Oh yeah, okay. And he covered that with a double bill with um, home alone <laughs> and people are mad okay. that he's covering home alone because they're like that's not a horror movie it's a Christmas movie and it's like very clearly you could see why he's covering both of them
2: yes okay yeah I agree it's not a horror movie but it's it's relevant though
0: yeah it's relevant people are mad this is an interesting topic because I
2: feel like I'm gonna need blood pressure meds for this one. yeah <laughs> yeah no I feel like I won't I mean I'm not gonna try to go into this yet but I just feel like the main issue is going to be um I think with my my main issues with the the person you were talking about it, it like it, I hate when when people try to say blank, blank isn't a horror movie that that they, they can't just that's that's not how that works.
1: No, I hate it. It drives me insane. So yeah. I want to know what y'all think a horror movie. That's a really good. Is.
2: I'm very yes, I'm very excited for that's this. A, that's that's a, a
0: good. That's a good topic.
2: Very good topic.
0: I think that'll that'll spark. Spark some generally good, uh, good conversations. Yes, be
2: I mean, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent.
0: Um, and then I, I'll i I'll tell you what I'm gonna go ahead since Hannah already mentioned it and announce my if the strike is still going on in October, I'm gonna have us rank our top five horror subgenres so you can start thinking about that too. Okay. So, yeah. those are our next two episodes if the strike isn't resolved, which. Frankly, I'll be the doom and gloom guy. I don't see it happening, at least in, within October. Uh, so those are our next two ones. Stick around and and listen to those and listen to us very awkwardly try to veer around not crossing a picket line. Um, yeah. Okay. So until then, my name is Steven.
1: I'm Hannah.
2: I'm Troy.
0: And we'll see you next time.